In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning in the church, we're celebrating kind of an interesting event. We are celebrating today in the church uh, the translation, the movement of an icon, an image of Christ from Edessa to Constantinople. And that event happened in about the year 944, so sometime in the 10th century. And for us to really understand why we're celebrating uh, such an interesting event, we really have to go back to the uh, how that image was made. There's something special in particular about that image, because the tradition of the church is that uh, when Jesus was still alive, actually just before his passion, his name began to be uh, famous throughout uh, that area of the world. And of course, Christ says a prophet is not without honor except in his own home. And so in Jerusalem, they were seeking to kill him. But in other places, like in Edessa, they had heard about the miraculous healings that Jesus uh, had been working, like the one we heard about in the gospel this morning. And at that time, the king of Edessa, Abgar, had leprosy. And so he had no way to be healed, and he, out of an effort to be healed, wrote a letter and sent his servant Ananias, who was also a painter, to try to go and to paint the image of Christ and to ask him to please come to Edessa to heal him while Christ got, uh, saw Ananias. And uh, he was his passion was coming, and so he couldn't go to Edessa, but he, he sent word back. He said that, don't worry, I've seen your faithfulness, and you will be healed. You will be healed fully when I send one of my disciples to you later. You will be healed, healed fully. And in the meantime, don't worry about your painter needing to paint an image. And the story is that Jesus washed his face, and he took a cloth, and he put it on his face. And when he, after he finished wiping his face, there was an imprint of his image on the cloth. And so he sent that with Ananias to Abgar in Edessa. And that was the image that went to Edessa. Well, Abgar, when he got it, he venerates it, and he is mostly healed of his leprosy. Except it said in the, the Synaxarian this morning during, during Orthros that he had a little bit still left on his face. Until Thaddeus, one of the uh, apostles of the 70, went to uh, Edessa after the death and resurrection of Christ. And he evangelized the people there, he preached the good news of Christ, and he baptized Abgar, the king of Edessa, and it was then in his baptism when he was actually fully and completely healed of his leprosy. And giving thanks to God, Abgar, it says, tore down the, the pagan statues that were over the gate going into the city of Edessa, and instead he enshrined the, the uh, image not made with hands, as it is called, in the, over the gate of the city of Edessa so that everyone going into the city would know that Christ was watching over that city. Well, a few generations pass, and unfortunately, one of uh, King Abgar's great, I think, great-grandsons, or maybe great-great-grandsons, somewhere down the line, uh, decided to renounce Christ, and he was going to take down that image. Uh, but before he could do so, the bishop went and he uh, closed it in into the into the top of the gate there. He put more brick over the top of it in order to protect it and he thought, okay, we'll protect it and hide it for now and when the time comes, it'll be brought back out. Well, it was forgotten about for about another 500 years. And so it was 
wasn't until the city was under invasion when the bishop at that time had a vision that there was this image that was there over the gate, this image of Christ. And so he went in and they broke out the little area in the gate. And sure enough, there was the image still there, preserved. And so they carried it around the city and uh, it saved them from the invaders, the Persian invaders at that time. Well, fast forward another few hundred years and the city actually does fall under the, in the Arab conquest. But they still kept that image up there and the emperor of Constantinople decided he wanted that image and he wanted to keep it safely. And so in the year 944, after it had been sitting in Edessa for almost a thousand years at that time, right? Uh, the emperor of Constantinople paid a lot of money to the people of Edessa to be able to have that image come to Constantinople. And so that image came to Constantinople, this image not made with hands, that was that imprint in the cloth that had this miraculous healing power and that the people of the city of Edessa treated so reverently because it had that image of God on it. And so it's really an interesting feast that we're celebrating. But it helps us, Lord willing, to be able to then kind of think about, well, what does this mean for us? Well, what else has the image of God imprinted on it? Father Philip, and all of you, not just me, all of us have the imprint of the image of God when we were created. When we were so reverently created by our Lord, He formed us and shaped us in His image and in His likeness. And so one thing that we should be reminded of then uh, is that the people of Edessa, when they had this image, they treated it very carefully. They treated it very kindly. They, they reverenced it. They tried to take care of it as best as they possibly could for many, many generations of people. And so what can we do? Well, we need to make sure that we see others in the image and likeness of God and that we treat them kindly, we treat them reverently, we treat them with the respect that um, something deserves that we know has the stamp of the image of God on it. And so that's the first thing. That's a very important thing for us. And perhaps the most important thing for us to remember is that each and every person is created in the image and likeness of God and should be treated as such, should be treated honorably and reverently as much as is possible. The second thing, of course, is that that person, the, the, the clock with the image of God on it, was able to heal, was able to do miraculous things. And so the understanding can be for us as well that we too, as the imprint, with the imprint of the image of God upon us, that there is power within us as well. Because not only do we have the image of God just in us from our creation, we as Christians who partake of the Eucharist have the very body and blood of Christ running through our veins. And so there's power there. And we're even told that in the gospel this morning when Christ tells the disciples, and listen, if you have faith, even as a grain of mustard seed, you'll be able to tell that mountain to move from there to over there and it'll happen and nothing will be impossible to you. Well, brothers and sisters, I don't see a whole bunch of mountains randomly moving around. Does that mean that Christ was wrong about his, his declaration to the apostles? No. It means that we don't have the faith that he is talking about there. We don't understand the imprint of the image of God that we have within ourselves. And so
so we have got to truly have faith in God and know that we have that image of God within us and to build up that faith and to be honest about our faith. We might, you know, check that box. Yes, I came to church on Sunday. Yes, I believe in Christ. But do we? Do we really put our whole faith and our hope and our trust in Christ? The reality of that answer is likely, at least for me, on my best days, sure. But my best days might be about 5% of the time if I'm, being, if I'm being nice to myself. The rest of the time, I'm trusting in myself, I'm trusting my own abilities, I'm trusting in my own brains or the people that I have around me instead of trusting fully in the hope of Christ. And how do we build that up? Well, Christ tells the disciples, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. And so in order to build up our faith, in order to, to really sharpen the image and likeness of God that is within us, we have got to devote ourselves to both prayer and fasting. Prayer to call out upon God when we need Him. To call out upon God ceaselessly, actually, St. Paul says, to pray without ceasing. So we devote ourselves to prayer and to recognizing our, ourselves in the presence of Christ all of the time. But on top of just calling out to God in prayer, the reason fasting is added there is because that fasting is that extra discipline. It is that extra thing that says, you know what, I am legitimately denying myself, taking up my cross, and following after Christ. And so when we are able to actually do that, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross and follow after Christ along with our prayer, then that is when our faith is truly built up, where we are worried not about ourselves, not about our own comforts, not about our own desires, where we are able to push away the temptations is only when we devote ourselves to enlivening our faith through prayer and fasting. And that's where miracles can occur. That's where we'll move mountains. That's where, Lord willing, perhaps we'll stop a pandemic. Or perhaps that's when we'll actually be able to do the miraculous thing and just get through the day that is in front of us. Because oftentimes that in and of itself feels like a miracle, to be able to get through the day. Brothers and sisters, we have the image of God imprinted in us. In us. It's part of our nature. It's who we are created by God in His image and in His likeness. Treasure one another because of that. And because of that, faithfully enliven that, that image. Make that image clear for others to be able to see by building up your faith through prayer and through fasting. And just like a cloth with the image of Christ on it, we too will be able to, to to see and do miracles. Nothing will be impossible, as it says in the Gospel. We, too, will be able to shine so that others can see and experience and know Christ. But it takes our trust, it takes our faith, it takes our hope, it takes our prayer and our fasting, so that we can be more and more, every day, conformed to that image and likeness of God that is a part of our very being. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, 